Welcome to the theater. For everyone's enjoyment, we'd like to remind you of the following rules. No talking. No smoking. No littering. No red meat. No freedom of religion. And remember, all marriages must be approved by the Department of Health. Failure to obey these rules will result in immediate loss of citizenship and deportation to the island of Los Angeles. Enjoy the show. Your rules are really beginning to annoy me. Welcome to Screen Run. I'm your host, The Lady Juan, and I'm here with... Chris Galza. Screen Run is the show where Chris and I discuss the films of a particular artist or franchise, movie by movie, and in season three, we're talking all about the films of John Carpenter. In today's episode, we'll be discussing 1996's Escape from L.A. And back again for the sequel, for the first time in Screen Run history, it's Joe from Real Spoilers. Hi, Joe. I, I, I broke the mold. You did it, yeah. and it was Dang. your idea. I know you, that's true. You manifested this. Thank <laughs> I you. Sharing. I figured there Don't wouldn't you. be many people that wanted to talk about Escape from L.A. <laughs> you just made it so much easier for us. It was wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for having me back. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Joe, we, um, we're we all having a good time here, and we've got scheduling and summer and graduations and vacations yeah. and all kinds of stuff so guess what y'all we're not going to edit this episode at all so we're just gonna fucking go and when <laughs> i have had enough of what somebody is saying i'm gonna interrupt and um, you guys can try to do the same but you can ask people i work with it doesn't go that well if you try to do it to me <laughs> but give it a shot give it a shot feel free we can do so this is caca <laughs> <laughs> so that being said joe yes you were here for escape from new york yes you manifested your return. Yes. Mm-hmm. But remind our audience, who are you? <laughs> How'd you get here? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I'm in therapy. Ooh, who Jesus. are you? Uh, well, I so, will cut you off, so I don't know if that's like therapy. Also like therapy. It's totally fine. Uh, so I am part of the Real Spoilers podcast, Real with Two E's. Uh, we started back in 2013 with Man of Steel, and we've been going ever since. Um, and we kind of just take whatever the big movie of the week is, and we break it down. Uh, we used to go beat by beat. We just got a review that said, hey, can you get to the fucking movie at some point? Uh, so we've kind of we've we've loosened that up since we've since we've been going. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much us. Um, it's myself and Kevin Brackett and Tom O'Keefe. Uh, and we just like I said, we cover the big movie of the week. It's kind of like we refer to it as like a uh, a book club for movies, but without Oprah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting around with your buddies talking about either a good movie or a real bad one i i think oprah would put you guys over the top but oh brother we've been trying <laughs> don't quit don't quit yeah, I, know. Yeah. Hey, now. I got myself back on this podcast so i feel like we can manifest oprah as well you're one step closer <laughs> <That's right. laughs> are you this might be a step further away i gotta be honest we might have, i guess we'll find out we might we? be interfering not sure but yeah that's us that's uh and you can follow us kind of anywhere um we have a facebook group uh they called the league of show shares um that's kind of the one you want to join because there's a really there's always really good conversations going on in there about what's going on in um movies and comics and not wrestling that's a whole different thing um <laughs> and uh yeah and any social media is real with two e's again you can find us there we're all there yeah 
And you guys have an episode where you talked about Escape from LA, right? So I've I've actually talked about this more than once. Uh, (laughs) Is this your your most podcasted movie? (laughs) No, that actually might be Scream, like 96 is Scream, possibly. Uh, that we so. did twice and didn't know that we did twice. <laughs> like we finished the recording and then Kevin was like, I think we did this before. <laughs> and we had. Um, so yeah, I did this uh, over on Bitch Movies. Jason and I broke down. Um, he did a really, he did a really, he wanted to talk about Carpenter's 90 output. And if there's somebody that's going to talk about Carpenter, it was going to be me. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we did that there and we did cover it, I think on Real Spoilers. Or maybe like our Patreon. Either one of those two. We definitely have covered it there. before. It's yeah, there. It's... I googled it. Oh, thank you. Okay, thanks. Thank it's you. on the Patreon. I, I. Oh no, it's it's out there. Like, oh, is it? Okay, okay. Not behind a paywall. Oh, you got oh, a Patreon link. Yeah, you can oh. you can get it. So I don't know cool. if it's supposed it to be, but it's there. So no, it, it probably is. Um, this movie though, mm-hmm. you have a long history with it. I do. <laughs> I do. Does it go all the way back to 1996? Um. Th- Probably. I think this might be... I think I saw this... No, I don't know. <laughs> I remember the trailer and being like, fuck yes. Let's <laughs> go. This is the most like 1990s movie I think I've seen in a long time. Like, down to the, the fake Beastie Boys soundtrack and then uh, Tool on the soundtrack for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> or maybe that wasn't Tool. It was just like somebody that sounded like Tool. It could be. Uh, but yeah, like the yeah, this is <laughs> like I this is the it's so weird. This is the version of Snake that I always think of rather than like the camouflage pants. Uh-huh. Like yeah. it's the black leather yeah. jacket. No, this is the version I always think of. But the yes, it, the duster, is, yeah. Is it a duster, technically? And there's a whole yeah, episode so. of It's Always Sunny about that, which is the first thing I thought of. <laughs> Doesn't a duster go all the way down to your feet? I thought I it so. did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is absolutely a duster. All right, well that's good. Yeah, good. good job. Well done. Uh, I yeah I, I keep thinking I may have seen this first. Okay. I think. But I'm not in. T- it's so long ago, and I've had like six concussions. It's very possible that I. That's a weird I've, habit. I misconstrued like which I've seen first. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to tell you that Tool does indeed have a song on the soundtrack. Yes, there yes. we go. It's that it's it's when he goes to find the the lost uh rescue guy. That's when you see it. And you see the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh. The the bald guy that's throwing the knives. In oh, the oh. Really? That's one of the guys from... from that's which? the lead guy. Really? Yeah. Not the Anthony Edwards, the, the other one. The, the... Yeah. Yeah, the guy that... Talk about rain. Actually assaults a woman in that movie, and it's pretty that's funny. Right. Yeah. yeah, those movies don't really play. Do not hold up. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's yeah. something in this one, though. Also, does not age well. Ooh, tough stuff. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Didn't yeah. know yeah. that was gonna. Yeah, didn't I? Didn't know anything about this movie. I have no history with this movie. I oh, saw it fantastic. four days ago. Um, Chris, did you see this in theaters? Oh yeah, sure. I was. Obviously. Yeah, I was. Oh wait, I was getting in trouble well, back then. I had just turned twenty-one. No, not yet. There's a week before, basically, my twenty-first birthday. I think is when this came out. So was this ninety-six? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was thirteen. Ah, that's great. Good for you. <laughs> Um, I was actually, it was a week after about to turn the soundtrack 10. came out a week before. You're about to turn what? I was about to turn 10. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? We all do that now, but like I had a 20, 20 year old server 
the other day who was like, I can't with these like people born in like 2018. Like, and she's like already <laughs> upset about like birth years of children. It's only going to get and I'm worse, like, man. You are still a child. And, <laughs> but you... she was already upset. And I love that made me feel so much better. It's like, she already oh. has anxiety about aging and she hasn't even started yet. I work on a college campus, so yeah. I get oh. it. Mm-hmm. They keep getting yeah. younger. It's terrible. I don't. I don't understand them. We sound so old right now. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see what I tweeted out last week? This week is it for kids? Get off your lawn. Base. It kind of no, but <laughs> old man yells so, at cloud. <laughs> I was on Instagram trying to be young and hip. Yeah. And there was a cute little, really sweet, lovely video with Lisa Loeb talking about the impact of stay and then on his career and allowed her to be an artist and kind of do what she mm-hmm. wanted to do. And then it flashes at the end. It's an AARP ad. <laughs> and I so like, I just no! walk into the ocean after that. I just like, <laughs> oh, my God. What? It allowed her to be the voice of Mary Jane in a ill-fated Spider-Man cartoon. <laughs> I, yeah, I just I was like, wow. Yeah. An AARP ad. Wow. I don't have enough money to retire. <laughs> my retirement plan is this movie coming true that's, that's what i need i'm really gonna need society to collapse yeah can we can we set off an emp that will just take everything out so i can yeah. start over that'd be great by the that's, time you're old enough to retire we'll be fighting over potable water anyway i don't totally think you're, you're at you that. you know what you're not wrong <laughs> so i remember seeing in the theaters i think that's yes. what we're talking about yes and i was i thought it was okay but underwhelming and oh, I did yeah. revisit it for this. And I know we'll get into it a bit, but I yeah. I think I'm pretty much the same. Okay. Interesting. I yeah, I think it's watching this in 2023, this does have a different feel, right? Because it is we've always in my opinion, Carpenter is has always been maybe one to five steps ahead yeah. of of trends and things. Like look at the thing, mm-hmm. which was so far ahead of its time that people didn't like it. Um, and I think in this one, given the political climate we're in, this one is a little like he called it. Yeah, called it in '96. So like, there are definitely themes about you know the virus or uh, politics or whatever that moral America, moral America. Yes, yeah, the whole thing, all of that. Yeah, where it was like, oh, he the Simpsons did it first, basically. Yeah. 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 So I do think it does have a different context if you look at it that way. Well, I'm wondering, Joe, too, because you had talked last when we first had you on. You had mm-hmm. mentioned, too, that that th- this is Carpenter really kind of what doing a riff on kind of 90s action films. And it's clearly obvious because he's all decked out in leather. Black and leather, he's got yeah. the, the gigantic gun. Right. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of 90s tropes that he's kind of winking on. Yes. Winking at, I guess. So, yeah, I, I'd love to get, you know, for you to get into that a bit. Yeah. I mean, if you if you look at the movies, I mean, even look at Kurt Russell's career uh, in the 90s. Right. So he's we'll we'll just start at 94. He's in Stargate. Uh, 96 executive decision. 97 breakdown. 98 soldier. So, like, he is even. Russell is kind of a parody of this, right? Like it's it's weird because he is doing like these action movies, mm-hmm. but yeah, like in the nineties, action movies were weird. Yeah. Like they they we had gone through the eighties where yeah. it was just like giant muscular. I just flexed like that, like it was gonna <laughs> matter, but it didn't at all. Uh, like the just the the jacked up action star. 
So there was, and then I think the crow is 94. And I mean, Snake Plissken is dressed identically <laughs> to Eric Draven. Like in mm. this movie, he looks just like him. Long, the long hair, uh, the whole shebang. So I do think that Carpenter, again, was, this is kind of a comedy. Like, I don't, yeah. it's an yeah. action comedy, sort of. I, I, I get that from it as as somebody who complains when people say movies are comedies when they're just bad because <laughs> um, that's a thing that people do. Right. Um, I I feel comedic intentions and I chuckle at things in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's but I think that we kind of lose sight of that now because all action movies are comedies now. Correct. Nobody's just doing straight action. Well, maybe John Wick. As I say, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think I mean, was the, uh, the Gareth Edwards was. I mean, the two Raid movies. There's no, oh, yeah, there's no, no comedy. I, those. Those are I yeah. if you have not seen them, I highly recommend. They're two of the oh, greatest yeah. action movies you'll ever see. Like they're incredible. Yeah, okay. that's. I remember watching those too, and I I would count like how many times I did. Oh, which, you know, is a, a great sign, particularly of a martial arts yes, film. I might watch that later. Those yeah, are really those good. two films are <laughs> top. Yeah, show. well, yeah. like the big mainstream quote unquote action movies all have to make you laugh now. Yeah, and I yeah. I think so. We ignore the fact that that's that's like they don't have to do that. That's no. just like a four quadrants kind of thing. I, th- but I think that this feels intentional. Like it's it's a wink and like a look at this. The, the, right, the constant. Uh, yeah. I thought you'd be taller. I honestly, I love that as a follow up line to "I heard you were dead." Like that's perfect. Yeah. I I, I think it like I, honestly, I kind of like it better because it's more insulting somehow. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like Escape from New York though, so you don't get to I, have a comment on this. I d- I do. It's my show. <laughs> I guess that's true. That's the uh, whole thing. I mean, it's I part of the. I just pulled up the spreadsheet and saw your rating, Juan. Shut up, Chris. Upset. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> I forgot that I'm not supposed Jesus. to do that. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I just think to your point, Juan, is <laughs> they have they the the there was a there was a line at one point where there were action movies and there were action comedy movies. Mm-hmm. And I I can't figure out where that blurred to where like there are no just straight action movies anymore. Um and this one, it feels like it's just fallen back into that line of like, no, it's an action con. And and Carpenter, you know, when we get to your fuck scale, <laughs> I, you know, I think that he, that dude hasn't given a fuck in a long time. Well, we're plotting it. We're going to make <laughs> yeah, it dark. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's going right, to be great. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh. I'm making that fucking charge. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be very yeah, right, weird, right, but, right. But we're gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna back up just a tiny little bit here, Please. just ever so briefly, to explain how this movie even came to be. Um, so real quick, and jump in if you know more stuff than I do, because that's how this works here. So this is our first true sequel this season. Um. So that's that's exciting for us, considering season two was entirely sequels. Oh, <laughs> it was just boy. all sequels to Alien. So right. that's, oh, that's fair. That was it. Yeah. So this is our first one, and then season one, you know, we had we had Kevin Smith movies, so we had sequels within there. Do you, do you guys do follow ups to those seasons? Like if a, like if a like we if a director three. Come, that's when I, okay. That was my question. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, cool. we did we did Clerks three. I cried so hard. Um, 
<laughs> You're not wrong. No, I, I get it. <laughs> um, so Escape from L.A. comes out 15 years after the first movie, Escape from New York, which came out in uh, 1981. But this had been in production in some light way, uh, starting all the way back in 1987. Dino De Laurentiis' production company had commissioned Coleman Luck to write a screenplay. Um, that obviously never got made. And Carpenter has since called it too light and too campy. So mm. I would love to know what that camp was. Just, yeah. Just curious. That is interesting. <laughs> so the, so the, the glider sequence was like 20 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are things in this movie, man, that just do not work. <laughs> I don't know. The, the glider, the whole glider bang. I there's two scenes. There's, there's two scenes. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will. We will. Um, but eventually, Carpenter and his number one guy, Kurt Russell, they got together with the late, great Deborah Hill, who worked on Carpenter's early films, and together they wrote this screenplay with Russell and Hill serving as producers as well. Um, Kurt Russell was a big part behind this movie being made. He loved the character of Snake Plissken. He wanted to do it again. He had some ideas. And we've talked about on the handful of movies that they've collaborated on thus far in history um, about the the kind of criticisms of society and politics and this disaster of a country we live in uh kurt russell and john carpenter have a lot to say about it and um what better way than than in a movie so they had more to say in this too (laughs) (laughs) yes yes um so we'll talk more about what actually happens in the movie but the film did come out august 9th 1996 uh which is a year before the first movie is supposed to take place which is fun. Um, it grossed about it, nine. Oh, go ahead. It is, it is just one of those weird moments where you're watching these movies and it's like, I remember watching Escape from New York and thinking 1999 was so far away. And it's like, oh, yeah, it just, wasn't. And then Terminator, happen. I think, isn't Terminator 97? Mm-hmm. Like the war I, with, the, with the machines is 1997. I think so. I believe yeah. so. I used to have that date memorized. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, well, that didn't happen. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. We made it past one. But, you know, they keep going back and changing the timeline. So, that's, you know, maybe we're not safe. Outstanding point. Yeah. <laughs> who, could, who could never know? Yeah. Now um, we've got AI coming out the wazoo. So, yeah. oh, well done. Like, we don't pay attention to movies. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it opened about, it made about $9 million its opening weekend. It came out. It was number three at the box office that weekend behind Jack. Remember Jack? Oh, man. <laughs> Jack debuted on the same day, opened at number one. And uh, A Time to Kill in its third week also beat this film. But it did beat Independence Day in its sixth week and Matilda in its second week. So okay. that's okay. the top five. That's the top five that weekend. Um, it ended up making almost $26 million for its total box office run, which is really similar to what escape from new york made but it costs like 50 million dollars to make there it is there it is bit of a problem that math isn't (laughs) uh, as it happens throughout the season the math ain't mathing so here we find ourselves yeah right yeah yeah so um let's get into the the film itself the plot summary is the first movie again so Almost identical, which is also I, I appreciate just being like, I'm just going to do it again. Okay, so in my job, in my, in my day job, when I'm not podcasting, 
I have to write a lot of things and I have to write a lot of things that are often very formulaic. And I will repeatedly just start with the last one and just write over the parts that are different. Do you think he did that? (laughs) Like, yes. Only because, I mean, when you get to the, it's the, it is almost the exact same plot, except we're like, uh, EMPs. Yeah. Right. Like that's what, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Um, but like, I actually, I just watched. It's exactly the same. We're gonna get it. We're gonna. We're gonna. We've caught Snake, mm-hmm. uh, who was the uncatchable yes. outlaw. Immediately we, caught him. Yeah. Right. We got him. <laughs> uh, we're gonna give him a virus. Yep. We're gonna send him into a, an isolated part of the country. Yep. Get He's a thing. Get a thing. Get the thing out, and then Snake makes a play at the end. Yeah. Done. <laughs> we're just gonna. We're. We're gonna. We can't get. Uh, so wait, has when did Halloween six come out? Ninety five. So Donald Pleasance is already dead. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't bring him back as the president. Yeah. yeah. So we get Uncle Ben, who, in retrospect, okay. uh, thank God that Robert shot him because he seems like he's gonna go real bad. They, yeah. They, they... I. I shit you not, I watched Spider-Man the night before I watched Oh, did you really? Really? And I, I had never seen this, so I'm watching it, and I'm like, Wait, oh. you've never seen the first Raimi Spider-Man? No, 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 I had never seen a oh, oh, LA. Okay. <laughs> I saw the first Raimi Spider-Man in theaters eight times. Yeah. It was a bit of a problem. No, My parents were like, where are you going? I'm like, to go see Spider-Man. That's not a problem. <laughs> Obviously, that's where mm-hmm. I'm going. I mm-hmm. took everyone I knew, because I wasn't able to go to the movies alone at that point. Um, Fuck off. Well, I mean... Not just my mom could drop me off, but like I was not comfortable doing that as like a 14 year old girl. Drove myself to the theater to see that movie. (laughs) But, but so I had to make all my friends go with me individually uh, so I could just keep going back. No, that's, that's Um, pretty smart. No, you stay home. We'll go next time. Jan, it's not your turn. We're not going in a group. We're not going in a group. I'm going to go with Heather and then next week I'll go with Chelsea. So, like, because I just needed to keep keep going. So that was that was how I did it. But yeah, so I had never seen this. So I watched it literally the day after and was like, oh no. (laughs) I was like, that changes everything now. It does. It does. Yeah. So they. It's not sad anymore. Uh, Yeah, right. Well. I mean, we got Spider-Man out of it, but you didn't yeah. blow up the world. So, yeah. but it also it also has a little um, what's the Stephen King uh, with uh, Christopher Walken, the, the Dead Zone, zone. Yeah. a little oh. bit of Dead Zone, right? Where where Charlie, not Charlie, Martin Sheen is the president, and he's got like the death button, oh. and like so it's kind of got that vibe to it as well. Um, yeah, with um, Ray Ann from My So Called Life as the president's daughter. Yeah, what a, I was watching. What a, it, I was like, "Why do I?" Oh, what a babe! <laughs> Utopia. Yeah, she was. I, Utopia. I, that's the reason I watched my so-called life. Oh, yeah. And then, and then she couldn't sing uh, that song that she tried oh. out for Jared with Jared Leto's band, and she couldn't sing uh, that song by the Ramones, and they had Jared Leto had to step in and do it, and she was all oh. broken up about it. So sad. Very sad. Was oh, she yeah, Jared also, Leto's on that show. Was she, she also in The People Under the Stairs? That's the same actress? Oh. I a, do not know that. It's not like I have IMDb <laughs> pulled up immediately. <laughs> she may have been. I don't know. I It took me a minute to like... Yes, yeah, yeah. She plays oh. Alice. Okay, so I'm not yeah. going nuts. All right. There you go. Look at me. Good job. You know things. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
Chris looked at the spreadsheet, and so he knows that I kind of wow. like this movie. Mm-hmm. What a good time, man! So let's let's kind of talk about some things that we like about it because I, I this season has been a journey for Chris and I. It has been a journey. <laughs> the journey ain't over yet. No, it's been a journey. No, you're but, close. You're close. But to, but to fire up a movie and to see the John Carpenter font and hear a little bit of synth and. Deborah Hill's name, I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. This could be better. This could be better. And for me, it was. So that was just like, it was a good sign of things to come for me. Because I've been, you know, we've just gone through a, a swath of yeah. non, just gigs, just gigs for him. And so may, maybe it is watching them in chronological order that is making me more more favorable towards it oh so sure I, sure I, I, chris is just looking at me like you <laughs> fucking dummy how could you like this movie you're judging me so hard no 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 so i could i could feel i could i could hear your eyes rolling i can like feel through the, the look yeah through yeah. the microphone no 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 no. it's fine it's a, it's a it's a competent sequel and i think it takes you know as they say across the pond it takes the piss out of the kind of uh, <laughs> 90s excesses and those action films and all that stuff. And everybody's clearly having a good time. I'm not going to begrudge anybody that. And I think there's a lot of stuff to appreciate in the film. First off, I want to talk about how great some of the mat work is in this movie. Pretty fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Really great stuff. Um, and it's the ha- the earthquake sequence in the beginning is well done. I thought that was pretty well yeah. done. You mean the CG? Yeah, well, but some stuff is like legit, like the yeah. highway thing. They yeah. built that and like blew it up. Oh, that's like dope! I didn't realize that. Itself. I felt like when I was watching it, and I didn't, I didn't look up which parts were which, but some parts seemed like practical miniatures. I wasn't sure what it was, and some parts looked more CGI. Yeah. and I, I thought Probably. overall, like the kind of combination of the two, like it looked pretty good. I was like, okay. Okay. For 96. Yeah. You know, like there, there's definitely some problems. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. That that little spaceship did not look good. Like that does not look, I got that does not hold up in 1080p at all. No. Ooh. Um, Ooh. When the shark comes out to kind of grab him as it goes around the universe. Yeah. You mean Jaws? Jo- like yeah. literally when, Jaws? When Bruce comes out of the water. Right. Yeah. Uh, I feel like um, you're, al- you're allowed to excuse it because you know the shark looking fake well, is but i think like joke. is that like your first tip that basically we're basically winking at you the entire time here i think so I think, yeah i think as soon as he just submarines over universal studios <laughs> it's like all bets are off yeah. but also so the happy kingdom was supposed to be disney right like that was the <laughs> yeah, joke yeah. the entire time yeah like when when snake is, is like is this what i think this is and he's like yeah i changed owners a bunch of times and then it went under uh i love that I d- yeah, I think he. Yes, when we see the Universal logo, uh, and Jaws pop out of the water, I was like, yeah. "Okay, this is exactly what I think this is going to be." Yeah, it's just it's it's just bonkers. Like, yeah, it's got just going for it. Yeah, and it's got a collection of fun scenes. Like, I love the what is it? The basketball sh- game to death. That I think that's and I not the that. not wrestling the guy. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And then of course when Bruce Campbell shows up, I think oh is one of the better. God interactions in the it's, film it's funny my daughter my youngest like came home while i was watching this and she like plopped down on the couch and she was like can i watch this and i was thinking i was like yeah actually i think you can watch this like there's nothing and of course she walks in as soon as that we get to bruce campbell as the surgeon general 
And I was like, maybe I'll tell you what, if you get freaked out, just look away. The, the line that I love in that scene is when he's checking out um, the gal and he's like grabbing her thighs and he grabs her chest and he was like, my God, they're real. And it's like, and apparently, so on the, on the Blu-ray, they've got an audio interview with Bruce Campbell, ad lib line, like just did it in the moment and Carpenter kept it in. And he's just like the, the, this guy is so used to seeing everything that's fake Mm -hmm. that when he got a a set of real boobs, he didn't know what to do. (laughs) And I I was like, that's, that is a great line. It's supposed to be like, what is it? 2012, 2013 LA, like correct. Correct. I mean, that would yes. be unheard of. Like, again, and Rick Baker did the makeup. It. Rick make Rick Baker came in and did all oh, the really? makeup for every for all of them. He did a, a, the, the all the makeup for the for the Surgeon General was all Rick Baker, uh, which so I didn't realize. And I was like, man, talk about a guy that you know he's the first recipient of a Makeup Academy Award as he should have been for American World in London. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that dude's got such a crazy. If you don't follow him on Instagram do that because he just like posts things that he's making on his own like not for movies or anything just stuff that he does on his own and it's incredible oh his house must be full of the weirdest shit in the best way (laughs) in the best way oh that's awesome that's yeah what did you all think of his lean I, i i attribute this i think to the fact that it's in la and everything is so much more focused on um what body images and stuff but there's a lot more skin in this one than there is in any of his, I think any of his other films. It's almost like it's like the porn parody of Escape from New York at some points. And I feel bad for Langer because like, I don't think she, I don't know. There's an interview which says, yeah, I had no idea I was going to be like in lingerie for over half the film. And you know what? I must be watching a lot of questionable films because I, I honestly, it didn't even, I didn't even notice. <laughs> like this, uh, didn't even phase me i i get you know i think there's a lot of uh, a lot of barbeau in new york yeah uh, but that's it lot. like every almost every woman he interacts with is wearing lingerie in this yeah thing. but i do i do think i i think you're right though i think that it is la yeah, yeah. i think right like i think i, I feel like new york is a little more I don't, sophisticated well, a, is not what i mean but, but it's like, a prison but like, isn't LA? Isn't this supposed to be a prison? But LA is like it's a deportation oh. station. So it's where they're throwing all the people who they don't want in moral America. Can we make a movie called Deportation Station? Because that would be dope. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a pretty good title. It's pretty, escape from Escape from Deportation Station. Let's let's well, do it. We're gonna talk about potential sequels <laughs> a little bit. Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but no, I do. You're right. There's a lot more skin. But I mean, we even see in the beginning when snake is being uh brought into the prison like the guy that's talking to them is like you know their prostitution and this so Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i guess you could and he's definitely in what looks like a brothel when we go when we when he first goes um to find the the uh, army guys yeah it's definitely a brothel yeah when he's striking my body and then yes exactly yeah well but there is a lot more skin in this I think that's the big, I think it's when I realized this is the big shift, the difference between the first one. So the first one is more about just general law enforcement and criminals. Mm-hmm. And this one's focusing more on, you know, uh, as they say, legislating uh, morality. 
Yeah. And so all the um, pornographers is even one of the things they say, right, of the people who are, are are placed there. So I guess you factor in L.A. with that and everything else. And I guess it makes sense. It just I don't know. A part of me listening to some of his car, his his commentaries and stuff, he's can be a bit of a I say this respectfully, a lecherous old man. So I don't yes. know if <laughs> yes. part, that was all a big part of it. So but a lecherous uh, old man, you are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, go ahead. It, felt, it felt respectful when you said it though That's yeah. <laughs> it, it I, I say i say this with all due respect yeah you can't just say that and then say whatever you want after that <laughs> so let me ask you about this all right listen to this snake call me snake all right so he's back to being snake again so remember yes. at the end of escape from new york he says call me pliskin right because okay. he's had some internal internal growth and he's going to leave that life behind but now he's back. So if, at first I'm wondering like, well, what did we do in here, John? Are we just going to just blow up all the growth that we went through the in the first film and all of that's now for nothing? But that's how I'm sequels thinking, work. But then I'm, but I'm thinking, sense. well, no, that's because the attitude and what happened in the country since then has changed so drastically that he has once again kind of had his preconceived notions of just being who he is in the world he's in, he's realized, you know, this is not a world that Puss can, can survive and only Snake can. But I'm not sure. What, what do you all think about that? I think it's partially every sequel has to undo the growth in order to have a second one. Um, this is what we do in like everything is just mm, like, remember how yeah. we move forward past that? What if we didn't? It's, um, yeah. you know, like Creed 2. <laughs> what if we didn't <laughs> get over all of those things and we just started again? Um but I think that's part of it. But also we know that he's committed 27 moral crimes that people are aware of. Mm. So it's, I think the system's kind of gobbled him back up again. So I, I interpret that as the, the system can call him snake, right? The oh, system is like, he is like, fuck the fuck you guys. Like you yeah. don't get to call me that you don't get to, you know, you have, uh, I saved the president of the United States and you're you still you know you're doing whatever and the the country has taken this turn you don't get to call me that like you don't get to i don't we're not cool like that bro like mm. you, yeah, you're no you, lee van cleef pal that's yeah, exactly it yes yes which, which i did think is interesting right because lee van cleef i think i talked about it is there's a whole subplot in that mm -hmm. first one about trying to get his son and snake shows him some compassion and vice versa where stacy keach is none of that yeah. none of that um so i do that's that was my interpretation is like it, it's kind of uh i hearken it back to the end of has everybody seen guardians of the galaxy i don't want to spoil anything sure yes okay so when when groot says i love you guys mm -hmm. do you guys get that part like why we understand him well, yeah, because... okay. well no so i i already had a a conversation with somebody about he's not speaking in english because he's like oh he he spoke in english and i'm like no nobody reacted at all we understood him because we are part of that family yeah because the the moviegoer is part of that family so yeah. that's why we understand him like all of like the other everybody Guardians. else does yeah so when i when when he says call me snake he's that's snake saying you are not part of my world yeah. like, you don't get to call me pliskin you can call me snake nice yeah, yeah. that's what i thought i i like it I like it. It doesn't. Yeah, make, no. I, it doesn't make sense to me because if Snake's supposed to be his first name, I would have people I like call me my first name. But they reference his first name. 
it's what is it? His first it's like Bert? It's, it's, it's real fat, and I I didn't have time to rewind it, but like when Stacy Keach is looking at his file, he says like feel, B B D Pliskin or something. I feel like it's because I wrote this down and then I deleted it, so it helped for a while. I think it's like S D Bob Pliskin. It is like, S D according to Wikipedia. I think there's a Bob in there. Because I was like, wait, is his name Bob? That'd be great. <laughs> I would love to go by So it says here too, given as SD and then parentheses Bob Pliskin in the opening of Escape from LA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe Snake is his Yeah, name. maybe that is his Bob. government name. <laughs> That's hilarious if his name is Bob. Bob. I'm Snake Robert Pliskin. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Call me Bob. He <laughs> <laughs> just it doesn't doesn't quite work okay. doesn't work no, no that's true that's true he's got a tattoo of like a famous bob on his stomach I don't he's know. got bob, bob dole. newhart bob dole. Bob dole. <laughs> that's for oh. your younger listeners that guy oh. ran for president oh yeah and it was on the real world as played by norm mcdonald yeah oh pick his peanut butter i got sad again <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> can't keep talking about people who are dead um I love that they described Snake as looking retro. Oh, mm. God damn it. <laughs> and he's wearing the same gear. Like, I do love that he's wearing the same gear that we see him in in New York. Which what is an great. accomplishment for him right. on, a, on a personal level. Like, <laughs> I don't have any clothes from 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, if you find a look that works, if he's got oh, a fit I, that plays. I do, but my wife is constantly like, can we throw that shirt away? Like, no. <laughs> it's just it's just right. You can see through oh. it. It's fine. Oh, there was like there's nobody in Snake's life being like, can we throw that tank top out, honey? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We almost did. Yeah. Hey, Bob, can we throw this tank away, please? <laughs> no. Yeah. I I I mean the the outfit is it's, it's great. And it's, it's, uh, here's it's all the thing about Kurt Russell. That dude looks like a movie star all the time. Yeah, like yeah. to this day, he still looks like a movie star. Yeah. And he he does. He just hey, he has a certain presence on screen. And I know I'm kind of a homer for Kurt Russell, but <laughs> like he that dude is anytime he's on screen, I'm just like, yeah, I'm I don't know what this is, but I'm watching it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel about Soldier. That movie makes not a lick of fucking sense. Yeah. But I'm watching the whole thing. It's a bl- apparently it's a Blade Runner sequel, and I didn't know that until about six months ago. Oh, it is? Yeah, he's a replicant. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I liked a, that film when I first saw it, but I have not seen that. I don't think I saw a, it since the theaters. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sequel to Blade Runner. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, that I know. All <laughs> right, listen, <laughs> yeah. we need to talk about something. And I talked, we, we previewed it a little bit when we first had you on, Joe. And yeah, I thought, all right, let me give it another chance. Is it maybe lighting? I was too harsh about it? Surfing in the cave. So bad, dude. <laughs> it is. It, it's so bad. Okay, Peter Fonda's in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. which is just, and he's having a blast being a oh, surfer, yeah. bro, being surfer, bro. Uh, yeah, I remember in the theater being like, "This is fucking cool." <laughs> and now I've watched. You know, as I've watched, it's like, okay, that is not cool. And like Snake Plissken giving somebody like the hang ten high five at the end, I was like, Snake Plissken doesn't give anybody high fives. That's and I could almost excuse the rest of it until that. <laughs> it's the, it's it's the high five that I am just like hang ten moon doggy. Yeah, that's just... right. That's right. 
I'm even comfortable with him surfing the, the wave out of the canyon and jumping onto the car. I'm okay totally. with that. Because it's a 90. I agree with you. Because it is ludicrous in <laughs> the every possible way. Yeah. But it's the high five. It, it is <laughs> it's the high five that is just like, come on. It's like when the Punisher cries and Punisher Warzone is like, the Punisher doesn't cry. <laughs> what the hell? Also, RIP Ray Stevenson. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Juan. It's okay. Yeah, really? You're just knocking him down tonight. <laughs> Yo, I got Paul Walker jokes. You want those? Oh, <laughs> no. Don't listen to any Fast and Furious episodes from Real Spoilers because there's a lot. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I was sitting in that theater and I was like, why is he so sad when he's talking about Brian? She just said he's at home with the kids. Wait, he's all, that's oh, God. Like, you know, why does he look so upset? They, Brian's with the, the kids. When they call that kid Brian, the little kid, but then they stop referring him to Brian the entire time because it's just going to remind us that Paul Walker's dead yeah, and he's not. Be. Also, never mind. That's a that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> Don't sidebar. get me started. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never get back on track. Um. <laughs> I wrote down in my notes, a submarine through Universal Studios surfing a tsunami and hang gliding to Santa Ana's is like a dystopian visit California commercial. Like, <laughs> where they're like, you could do all this. Come, come, California. come ride the fire winds in yeah. California off the Hollywood, off the Hollywood sign. Yeah. yeah. Like, it just felt like <laughs> it's like an those are, the, those are the three scenes that, like, if you, I think you could take those out. And I think this is a B plus to A minus action movie from 1996 if you take those three mm-hmm. things out i think this is a solid uh action flick those those three things like knock it down <laughs> significantly <laughs> oh, oh good. i'm glad it wasn't just me then that's good. no no those those three beats when he comes flying into disneyland on the on the bat wings <laughs> it's like oh. i'm like this this gravity and wind really work like that <laughs> where you can i mean there is a scene where he they do some kind of weird kick pedal thing where it pushes one of the the things down and pushes it back up into the air. But I'm right. like, is the wind really that strong? I mean, maybe the fires are that hot because that's the whole premise, right? Is they're trying to get to the Hollywood sign and yeah. they're going to use the 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 hot wind coming off the fire to glide into Disneyland. I don't know the distance between the Hollywood sign and Disneyland. Feel like it's way too far. I, I mean, right? I mean, like, Disneyland is in Anaheim. I will be so there in a couple di- weeks. Different city. So, <laughs> well, this but, is what we do. Joe. But I don't. I don't you know how hang hot- glider. You go to the Hollywood sign. Yes, and see how far you can get. Done. We can, yeah. I'm in. And then we can do a. We can kind of extrapolate from there via like yeah, algebra. I'll put a, there was a, The fire winds were there. We could add an additional X kind of miles, and then we'll know. I will yeah. put a like a GoPro, okay, right there. Good. Uh, <laughs> let me know how that works out when I get out of jail. <laughs> we get uh, we'll get the footage and we can put that on your Patreon. And you can use that for oh, mail. there you go. Hell yes! I love that you think that are that many people are subscribing to that Patreon. That would get me out of jail. <laughs> hey, hey! I mean, that's true. I, I guess if there's footage that- of me getting arrested. Yeah. Uh, that might jack it up a you little bit. Sure I, top, yeah. I no. think it would. Then be... your new friend Oprah could come in and help. Hey, <laughs> I reach under my seat and there's fifty grand. Like, yeah. <laughs> you get you get bail and you get a bail and you get bail. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Um, 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut to because I've already kind of said it. I I like this better than the original. I oh. this... Wow. Yeah, I, I just, wasn't a I huge did. fan. Of, I mean, I think the original is good and I enjoy it, but that is a preposterous statement. Well, I'm sorry. I love you, you like argue a with my opinion. Friend, an annoying little person, sister. But... <laughs> I got one of those. I know what that's like. No, no, it's I. I didn't say it was better. I said I like it more. It held my attention more. I was okay. So, what did you like? Why? Why did you like it? Better? It was the same thing, but bigger. That's legit. You're yeah, not wrong. Yeah. It was. It was, and I. I don't know. Maybe my like. I know I like some bad things, like a medium amount of bad things. Maybe there's no. Here's a, let me That's let me fine. let me clue you in a little real spoilers magic right here. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as liking a bad thing, <laughs> right? Like we refer to those as deep fried tacos. Okay. Okay. Go to Jack in the Box. You know when you get a deep fried taco, it's yeah. not good for you. You know that, but you love them anyway. This is me and McDonald's nuggets. There you go. It's it just McDonald's makes me feel nuggets. good. It, it just, makes you, yeah. And and there's I no think, such thing as a guilty pleasure. That's like, our that that's our motto. I think for me, I have to wonder if like similar to the Stockholm syndrome effect that chicken nuggets have on me is whenever I was a kid and like I did something that like my mom was like you should be proud of yourself like didn't cry at the doctor's office or got good grades or you know something else I can't think of she's like let's go get you McDonald's and so now when I've had kind of a hard time I go get myself McDonald's because I deserve it and I'm wondering if this mid-90s nonsensical film is just scratching my love of mid-90s nonsense because I was I was 10 and like I, I only liked nonsense because when you're ten, that's all you're capable of liking. No, I didn't see it when I was ten, but maybe my inner ten year old. Oh, okay. Well, I'd that's like to interesting. Formally okay. retract my because I love surf ninjas, statement. which I think I've said before. <laughs> like I love some nonsense from that. Like there's just some of that stuff just works for me, and I think it's because it's like in like it's internalized. That's interesting. The mid nineties okay. have a grip on me. The mid nineties is a good. I mean. It's not good. It's no, just no, it. no. There's a lot of bad. I was actually going through the list of stuff. I'm like, what came out in the mid '90s? And it's like Independence Day, Scream, Twister, The Phantom. I love uh, so many of those things. Mars Attacks, Matilda, From Dusk Till Dawn, which I think yeah. is pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Crow, City of Angels, which whatever. Uh, the Frighteners, <laughs> a third Hellraiser movie, Space Jam, oh, Happy Space Gilmore, Jam. Children of the Corn, four. Uh, you know, so that like. There's a lot of Lawnmower Man 2. Um, I genuinely, 30% of the movies you've said, I fucking love them. Because they <laughs> because they hit, I think you're right, because yeah, they do hit a spot for me. Train, train spotting, I think, oh. is in there. Eraser, The Rock, Courage Under Fire, Long Kiss Goodnight. Like, it's it's a very interesting time in film. Mm. Um, gets me. And then I think there is a shift come like 98, 99 is mm-hmm. where it kind of shifts again. But I, yeah. The, the I've watched the Crow City of Angels more than I probably ever should have, which is supposed to be directed by Rob Zombie. And when you look at it now, you're like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, that he was supposed to direct that second one, and he didn't. Oof. Yeah, uh, it's I I blame like what 1996 has in me with with like this movie. I should I should really look into this and watch more stuff from 1986 cuz I think like Independence Day is fantastic. Like I love it so much, not it's ironically. A, it, I fucking love that movie. I think it's fantastic. That is uh we talked about like it <laughs> how Guardians is a if you when you watch the first Guardians, 
and you see Chris Pratt on screen, you're like, oh, that's a movie star in the making. Like, this is the one that's going to make you a movie star. This is it. Um, Independence Day is will is that for Will Smith. It is. When he punches that alien and he says, welcome to Earth. I love it. I love it. And that's, you know. <laughs> You're like, oh, you're going to be a massive star and then yeah. ruin your career at the Oscars. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's never, never going to go away. Nope. <laughs> um, so, so my, my strange, my strange, unusual opinion is that I like this more, but, um, John Carpenter kind of likes this one too. And so, uh, did he, do I have him correct as saying it's a better movie? <laughs> He thinks so. Yeah. yeah. He's so, wrong, but it's fine. Yeah. Well, he's been wrong about tons of stuff. But <laughs> right now, he and I think the same thing. So I think he's right. Fair. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. Um, Chris. Yeah. What do you want? What's up? <laughs> it, please. Um, you're, you're allowed to disagree with me just right now, just until I interrupt you again. So go ahead. And why is, why is this not as good? It's well, it, like I said, it, it's sometimes necess- bigger isn't necessarily better. And I, it just feels too much of a rehash of some of the prior stuff. And it's, it's fine. It's the problem is we're in later stage Carpenter. And I yeah. think that the fire isn't as large and as powerful as it was. And I think that he is, he delivers an entertaining film that is purposely over the top and has a lot to say about politics and everything and religion. And there's, that's all I've watched like a, so I have the 4k of this. Oh, do you really? Which has like no special features. So the, the Blu-ray doesn't either. Okay. I, th- I thought shout factory put out one that has that's the one that I'm, it's got like, they've got an interview with Stacy Keach. That's pretty. That's so like, um, what do you call it when it's it, it's very corporate? Like he, yeah. it's very it's very blah. They've got one with the guy who was like the warden that sees Snake for the first time when Snake the 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 actor that's like, um, that's your guy, Juan. That's one of the re- few repeat guys. Um, yeah, whoever that guy is that like he basically says Peter Jason. Yes. Oh. Yes. They've got a long ass interview with that dude, but that you do not need at all. Uh, they've got an audio interview with Bruce Campbell, um, and then there's some other ones on there. But there's no audio commentary, which is kind of of a bummer. a bummer. Like yeah, I like, I would love to have seen, listen to like him and Russell kind of go at it with yeah. this thing because I love the one on Escape from New York. Yeah. It's great. But then mm-hmm. and then also what was the one I like the Big Trouble Little China one's really good. Yep. Yep, even the one when he does with Roddy he, in, on They Live. Yep. They do one with Roddy Piper that is also just as great. Yeah. Like listen to oh, those two dudes talk. But yeah, this is it's a very bare bones released. Yeah, this, I just wonder if they're since it only made half its budget back. They're like, we're not doing shit for this movie. Yeah. And I'll say that the 4K disc looks good. I mean, it, it's it's fine. The problem, I think, I think Joe, you may have kind of hinted at this too, is that the effects from the time. Yeah. really show uh when it comes to 4k stuff too it's yeah. just yeah they really start to show how bad they look nowadays compared to everything you can see though. i think that's that's the big disadvantage to those high def 1080p yeah. and 4k yeah. is once we get to the 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 early stages of cg you're like globally yeah it's not yeah. good 
basically the core for this is that there's a bunch of really fun, interesting set pieces that I really enjoy. Yeah. But um, as a whole, the film, I think, barely kind of works and sustains itself. It's still enjoyable. And it's a fine, like I said earlier, it's a fine sequel to the original one. But it's not. It's not as good as the first one. Yeah, that's I would agree. Uh, I I do. I'm I'm in both camps, I guess. Because I I enjoy this movie. Like I enjoy everybody in it because this cast is stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we, it's we haven't even talked about anybody in it yet. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to do that now? Yeah, do it. So you, so you got Kurt Russell, right? Yep. Stacey Keach, um, Steve Buscemi, uh-huh. uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, Henry Fonda. Nope, Peter Fonda, not his dad. <laughs> uh, not Jane Fonda either. Um, and then you've got some other like uh, the gal from my so-called life uh cliff robertson uh-huh. which is all I mean, I mean to me the cliff robertson is like on the level of getting donald pleasance like if you can get cliff robertson in this movie um and then that was the yeah. one that i <laughs> was gonna say for last that is super <laughs> yeah. problematic Ooh. um Ooh. I, I forgot about the voice thing yeah that is off-putting. my <laughs> card jack my daughter is six and she was like, I was kind of like laying on the side, not laying, but I'm not like a, it doesn't matter. She was sitting next to me. Okay. And she goes, what's wrong with her voice? And I was like a lot. Cause <laughs> a couple just like deep, deep, like they modulized Pam Greer's voice. Um, and yeah, it's so we've said before is like, you have to, you have to look at the movie you can't judge a movie that say that's released in 1976 by 2023 standards, unless mm-hmm. it's so egregious, right? Bad News Bears is a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. There's language in that movie that is super inappropriate in 2020. It was super inappropriate then, obviously, mm-hmm. but it was more commonplace. Um, Monster Squad also like drops a few f bombs that is just like. Ah, like can't say that that's yeah. not okay mm-hmm. uh, and not fuck for the yeah. record like that's um... yeah, clearly not a problem for this show that, that <laughs> so i i feel like that it you know the, the pam grew thing in 2023 yeah. which is okay so she plays a character named carjack slash hershey and we find out that uh carjack and snake worked at, worked a job in cleveland and carjack screwed over snake basically Mm -hmm. so when snake sees pam greer we realize that uh she she has had a sex change and now she is hershey and it is it's watching snake being like what the fuck like what is going on and like runs his hand up her leg Mm -hmm. and what you think is he's grabbing a handful of cock and balls but he pulls out a pistol and it's like, and he makes a joke about it, and it's not okay mm-hmm. now, but you have to look at it in 1996 and think that it was still not okay, but more acceptable to make jokes like that, I mm-hmm. guess, or to have yeah. a character like that. Yeah, I think there was just <laughs> there's just, just putting that out there, just a massive uh, a lack of awareness and understanding. We can we can put put a lot of that on it oh like, yeah just people are were really dumb and just didn't know things and uh didn't understand things so thought that was okay yeah <laughs> like that's the best way i know yeah. how to say it it's just like because yeah. it just 
do I think do I think that Carpenter and Russell were going out of their way to be mean? No, no, I don't feel that. No, way. I don't think so either. I just think that they were. It was a it was a tone deaf. I, that's a, that's a struggle though. Like, is it tone deaf in 1996? Probably not. You know, like I, I don't think anybody would have thought that. I yeah. Think- in 1996, it's just sort of like, oh, ha. Huh. Or even 95, right? Let's just okay. say 95 because that's yeah. when the movie was made, was probably yeah. in 95. I see. I don't Probably not, but I'm sure a lot of the audience who's going to be teenage boys are going to be like, oh, that's a dude. You yes. Know? And, yes. Yeah. Which is, you know, luckily we have we have grown. Yeah. Oh, fuck, maybe. Some of us have. Not all. Not all. Yeah. As a society, where it's like can't make. You know, it's even. I mean, you can even look at um, Eddie Redmayne, right? Eddie Redmayne mm-hmm. playing a trans yeah. person yeah. who yeah. were there. I'm sure there were plenty of trans actors who could have played that role mm-hmm. better, if not as good as as he did. And that was mm-hmm. what ten years ago. Not even. Yeah. Even um, I was talking earlier about the movie Bros. There's mm-hmm. a line in that movie where, um they're talking like they're asked the Billy Eichner and the other guy are talking back and forth about uh, what their favorite movie is. And the, the love interest says uh, the hangover and the guy and Billy Eichner's like, they use the, like the word in, and that's 2009. Mm-hmm. Like that, that movie comes out and, and it's openly said like multiple times in the first 10 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of, you know, we have grown some of us, not all of us as a society where it's like, can't man, you can't do that. Yeah. But I do think you have to look at, the, look at it in the context of when the movie was made and what was quote unquote acceptable and not acceptable. Yeah. And it's not acceptable now. You'll never get a joke like that ever again. I, mm, that's interesting. <laughs> I think we, I think we might get a joke like that, but it'll be in a different context. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I could see that. Yeah. And I think it also, Kind of helps it feel less like egregious because, like you said, you can tell it's like it's not it's not an aggressively mean spirited thing. It's like no. Also, Snake's mad that that she took his money. Yeah, and left and left him stranded. Yeah, Pam Grier yeah. is gorgeous. Yeah. So. Oh, without question. <laughs> it's like it was like seeing Helen Mirren in Fast Ten. I was like, God damn, <laughs> Helen Mirren, how you doing? How old are you? Ninety? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like uh, ARP was after the wrong demo for you, Joe. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm sorry, man. Have you seen Caligula? I have not. I know. Do yourself of it. a do yourself a favor, brother. It's a movie that Penthouse produced that somehow oh, ended up in theaters. It's insane, <laughs> and Helen Mirren's in it. So there you go. <laughs> Fine. How do you do? <laughs> okay. Is there okay. anything else before I hit our brief list of returning players and we hit our our score corner? Anything else we want to talk about from the movie? Uh, I don't. I mean, yeah, we've talked about. The, if I I do I do stand by my feeling is that they took out the the jet glider, <laughs> the surfing. Actually, not, not in the surfing. Just take out the high five. It'd be better if you just like punched Peter Fonda. Like that's what it, what it should have been. Um. And yeah. the and the and the hand gliding sequence. I think this is a solid, like I said, B plus action '90s action movie. Um, it's a sh- it's a shame that we may not see this character ever again. Well, let's first off. I want to just mention briefly. Yes, 
One thing that annoyed me too was Chekhov's hologram projector. Of course. Because <laughs> it is so obvious that that's going to come into play for the final act. It just it was so clumsy to me. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this and one then thing. When he, and, he, and she screams, it's not him. It's a projector, right? And which, I mean, it's. Catches on doesn't, quick, doesn't she? You know, it oh, gives man, Russell the yeah. opportunity, but it's. It's so painfully obvious what's happening. But. Does that gal play a Vulcan in a Star Trek movie? Yes, she does. Okay. I, believe so. I know. Okay. <laughs> is she Spock's sure. daughter? Or is that Kirstie Alley? Um, no, she's. So Stop Kirstie talking Alley, about dead What? Oh, sorry. Is Kirstie Alley dead? Yes. Yeah, she. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Like, really, it threw me. Like, Olivia Newton John and Kirstie Alley the same year. I got real nervous oh. for anybody else who's done a movie with John Travolta. But she's not his daughter in that. Um, she was in Star Trek The Next Generation for a few episodes. Okay, okay. She wasn't in a Star Trek movie, though. I, I think the only reason I know that is because I think Alex Ross drew her oh. as Spock's daughter in, like, some car ads. Like, he did the storyboards for some car ads for, like, Volkswagen or something. And they were in them together as a father and daughter, I think. I guess oh, she's in Love Bites. It's a good movie. Any any other notable credits to share? <laughs> oh, that's not the same Love Bites movie. Um, okay. Um, no, no, no. I think we're good <laughs> for that. Sorry, I got all distracted by that. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. So I want to briefly. Yes. So even though my, I'm I'm underwhelmed, I'm not underwhelmed. It's fine. It's You're just whelmed. Oh, you stole my line. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I still I think we are ripe for a sequel. And I my I know you have an idea, but mine is basically Escape from Miami, and he has okay. to because we can get Stallone doing Rambo and Rocky movies, right? And we're getting a new Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get another Escape film with Kurt. So, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking he's now this time he has to rescue his son or grandson or daughter. That's either like what, like Timothy Chalamet or no, it's or his Jenna own Ortega. Son. Let it be his own son. Yeah. Let it be uh have Wyatt. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Then we need a grandson. I, I need a, I need it to be a kid. Okay. Oh, okay. You wanna do a, you wanna do like a lone wolf and cub kind of thing? I <laughs> guess so, sure. Why not? Okay. okay. But yeah, but I think that's I think I would like to see them let's give it one more shot and see what we got. And I think Russell's can still pull it off. And but can uh, Carpenter I, pull it off? I don't know. Right. Can we get uh at this point? Okay, yeah, I'm not even gonna ask. I absolutely believe that somebody can uh, use some AI to approximate Carpenter. <laughs> don't do it. Don't manifest that. Don't put that into the world because it's coming. It is. It's yeah. it's fully coming. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think it's that's possible. interesting. I mean, so there were there was. I think the the next one would have been Escape the World, Escape from the World. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What that would have been is who knows. I think there there's plenty of stuff out there that hint around what that could have been. Um, I yeah, I think there's there's there, there's a, there's a place for a sequel in here, and yeah. I know I talked about him earlier. Is go get Gareth Edwards to do this to do yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I think he'd make a really fun. He's got something coming out soon. It's actually it's about how AI takes over. I'm almost <laughs> positive that's what this, that's what it's about. Oh yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's another version of Terminator, but it still looks pretty good. <laughs> Couldn't be any worse than the ones we've gotten so far, besides <laughs> one and two. It's called. But yeah, oh. I think I think there is something. I I think getting an old man uh-huh. snake uh, yeah. would would be a lot of fun. 
as long as Kurt Russell gets to have a beard. Yes. I feel like that's the determining factor. He's got to, and if he, I mean that, that dude can grow a beard and hair. Like yes. when I, that, that beard in the Santa Claus movie was his beard. That was not like he, a, he's good. <laughs> he's, he's, he's real good. Yeah. He's really good at growing hair. So yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see what an old man snake would be. That'd be a lot of fun. Just like a a white five o'clock shadow. Oh like yeah. Just maybe like maybe like a seven o'clock shadow. With like a <laughs> with like a salt. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a like a salt and pepper. Like the same hair from this movie, I think, but just mm-hmm. like grayish. Yeah. Yes. I don't I like it. I hate to do this to you. I don't think that Gareth Evans is directing that film. It's not. No, I'm not because oh. he has a movie coming out this year, but it's called Havoc with uh, Tom Hardy about a drug deal that goes awry. I mean, Ooh. that sounds all right. <laughs> that sounds is that who i wonder who that who i thought that that was that i when i got super excited about who was directing that movie Ooh. i don't know that makes either it way get that guy yeah. whoever, whoever did whoever did the raid get that guy oh it's the isn't... creator is what you're thinking of and who's who is that who's who's directing that oh. gareth edwards that's the that's the same guy right what a, uh, i may what have a... heard you say gareth gareth evans is the raid guy Gareth Edwards is Rogue One. Oh, yes, just too many Gareths. I know, I know. Like, get it together. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> either way, get either one of those guys. That seems fine. Both would be great. They yeah. oh, two Gareth E's. Two Gareth E's. Like when yeah. we had the Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth E and Gareth E. That's right. E yeah. squared. Yes, I like it. Yeah, no, I'd I'd be down for another one. Just more Kurt Russell yeah. all the time. Well, it's, I I think Chris, you make a great point. If we can get Schwarzenegger back as the Terminator, if we can get Stallone back as Rocky and Rambo, if we can get well, we're not going to get Bruce Willis back for anything. Hmm. Uh, he's not dead. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> there are fates worse. Than pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That's that's mm-hmm. make a great point. Yeah. I, but like the this whole the whole aging action star, I the Kurt Russell has not jumped into that pool. Yeah, he hasn't. Has all. he done an Expendables film? I, I don't think, think he's so. been in one. He, I mean, he's in the Fast and Furious, but he has. Yeah, but he mostly just talks, right? Yeah, it looked like they poured him into <laughs> a suit, and then he just didn't show up in this last one. Uh, nope. Uh, <laughs> and then he was in Guardians. He was in Guardians two. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, he I, I he has not kind of dabbled into the the aging action star so i think if, if he was to do it if we can get a tango and cash sequel i'd be all right with that too mm-hmm. i love that movie that, that, <laughs> I, oh, that movie's fantastic um but yeah like bring him back as old man snake one more ride and then kill him at the end there you go yeah 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 i i say we do it let's let's tell somebody but yeah, I'll let them know. I'll call Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, call Oprah. You get a sequel, and you get a sequel. I I forgot I had one more thing that I didn't say about this movie. This is a four screen run. This is our second sequel where our star comes back and makes ridiculous basketball shots. So we went and did the alien films. So <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, boy, are we lucky? Uh, oh, do you know why that that basketball sequence was in this movie? Because Kurt Russell wanted to play basketball. Not I thought even, it was just an idea he had that would be flex. really cool to do with yeah. that. 
he likes basketball and Carpenter he's good. and he, he is pretty good. He's really made good. It, yeah. I feel like I saw something where like it took them forever to get that last shot. Like he was like oh, the ball it. was always off center or he just couldn't <laughs> like it just could it wasn't working. And they it took forever to get that last like full court shot. <laughs> Again, <laughs> this movie worked for my six year old because she was like, he's running out of time. <laughs> and he launches that ball and he was she was like, Yeah, you got it, he's not gonna die. <laughs> And I was like, well, at least we know who this movie was intended for. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are we good for our returning players? I think I've got one, Please. two, three, four. I think at four or five. This is a real official list. So we said before, Peter Jason, he's back from Prince of Darkness. They live in the Mouth of Madness, Village of the Damned. Kurt Russell, obviously Holy back shit. from. shit. I didn't realize he did that many with Carpenter. Yeah, yeah man. Peter Jason okay. can't. He, Dude's always getting his gigs. Yeah. yeah okay. And he okay. like he corralled the children for Village of the Damned. Like he did extra work, like beyond. Just oh, his really? Yeah, yeah. He was like he taught them how to move as a group. Interesting. Really yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, they're they're in there. Uh, Kurt Russell is back from The Thing, Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China. We've got Jeff Imada back from Big Trouble in Little China, uh, as well as Stuart Kwan, um, and. Is Jamie Lee Curtis doing another uncredited voiceover? She, in this? she does the voiceover in the beginning. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I didn't recognize it in the first one in Escape from New York. I didn't recognize that as her voiceover, but in this one, I was like, she her voice, her Do voice in this one sounds like Jamie Lee Curtis today. Like that's the difference. There's her voice kind that's of what it is. I hear older. Activia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I know that. Yeah, right, right. That's okay. pretty good. I hear Activia. <laughs> 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 uh chris do you um do you have many thoughts on the score for scalzo's score corner just that i feel the issue we have now is the moving 90s. away from kind of the classic synths <laughs> yeah into yeah. the uh 90s advancement in synthesizer technology mm-hmm. which gives everything this kind of plastic fake kind of sound to it like mm-hmm. Like what I always think of is is um, and I don't even know if it's '90s or maybe early aughts, but Eric Clapton did an album um, that what called Pilgrim, where he used all electronic drums, and it sounds uh, horrible. Yeah, that, that does that would sound horrible. But um, there's just that '90s synth where everything now, oh, we can mimic like drums, we can mimic all this stuff perfectly, but there's oh. never any warmth or kind yeah. of soul to any of it. And that's kind of how I feel about the score here. And the technology gets better, but everything sounds just slightly worse now. Yeah. And it's it has its moments. I think the the classic theme, and if I remember correctly, Joe, the Escape from New York theme is one of your, if not your favorite. It is. I mean, Halloween is my favorite. Okay. Uh, but this is, I mean, this is my ringtone. It's just, it is your ringtone, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does kind of 90s it up. It's a more rock version with more guitars I and drums. I love and, it. What did you think? Yeah. I love it. I love it. I actually, actually, I wanted this as my ringtone. This is this is the version that I wanted, but it doesn't exist. Like you can't find the the, the Escape from LA version. What kind of phone do you have? Uh, an iPhone. I can make it for you. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. I'll email it to you. I'll yes, it please. Uh, done. <laughs> is there a particular um, part like here? I have this just for the, when we do the score. Right. I mean, just the whole beginning. 
<laughs> like the whole lead in, all of it. All of it. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny watching this is to that score. I was getting big old from dusk till dawn vibes. Mm-hmm. Like this score, oh, if you go if you go back and rewatch it, westerny kind of. It is very similar to the from dusk till dawn score. Um, and I completely agree with you, Chris. There is I I like the the Escape from New York theme. That's what I'm gonna call it. Like the, the updated version of that. I love that. But everything else is like God. This I don't like any of this <laughs> at all. And uh, yeah, it definitely sounds very fake, very studio. Um, and I, I Carpenter now, like if you ever listen to his Lost themes stuff and the things he's put out since, even the score for the hollow the the new Halloween stuff, I dig. Like I like adding that guitar because I think it's his son. I think is Cody who's doing it with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's got like the Carpenter undertone, like it's all the all of his stuff is there, and then just update it with that guitar, and I like it a lot. The Lost themes, if you haven't listened to it, I think are fantastic. Like there's all kinds of really good stuff on there. Um, but this is not good with the exception of the main <laughs> the main theme itself yeah yeah well i think that's part of it because in the beginning as we talked about it last week too is that he would like develop kind of the themes and stuff and then give pass it on to like alan howworth to kind of then develop them bring in smaller cues to yeah. particular scenes and i feel now though he's the last few films he's just at a point where oh here's a here's like a couple you know, here's like 30 seconds is something I kind of whipped up. What do you think? And then run with it. And then, then he's kind of hands off from that point on. I yeah. I would, like. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, whatever, but yeah. So yeah, not a fan so much myself. All right, <laughs> boss. What's next? Favorite performance. Who, who could it be? Who could, there's who there's could... only, there's only <laughs> one. <laughs> there's one guy who is front and center this entire time and probably has about three pages of dialogue <laughs> and owns every single page. <laughs> yeah i mean it it has to be kurt russell but yeah. but who who do we throw in for for some honorable mentions like bruce well, campbell's making the most of his time yeah i think my runner-up is is bruce campbell for sure yeah easily easily uh yeah. and then i think the run-up to the run-up is cliff robertson yeah. yeah when he when he runs out of the room because he has to pray so I mean, good such a great scene. i love that stacy keach is like hey where are you? You can't leave you now. What's wrong with you? He's like, I gotta go pray. <laughs> he like runs away. But yeah, Bruce Campbell, that line, like the, the, he looks, it's so crazy because he looks like Bruce Campbell, right? Even with all that crap on his face, you're just like, oh, yeah. I know exactly who that guy yeah. is. But yeah, that line about, I can't believe it. They're real. It just, <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. Go. Okay. So now we gotta do our rating. So this is uh, letterbox style, one to five, half half cents only. Cannot break it down any further than that. Three um, It's not allowed. It's not allowed. <laughs> if, if only it were, because um, I'm just gonna go ahead with mine because that that is my problem. I have to give this a four because I gave Escape from New York a three and a half, and I like this better. God. And we don't do quarters because this is <laughs> this is a real hard three point seven five for me. But oh sure, sure, sure. In the face of having to round up or round down, I can't give it the same score. I can't, mm. so I gotta give it a four. I, I am forced into this by my own rules that I made up. Uh, Chris, what's your rating for this film? Um, three. I'm going three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm confident with that. I, am. <laughs> I feel like it's it. like it's just like yes, that's correct. 
Let's yeah, see. like no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Ask me that's two plus two. It's four. That's the way that works. That's the way math works. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, I, I think this is a three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, like I said, I think I'm right in the middle of you guys, and I <laughs> like I enjoyed wa- I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch and revisit. Uh, is it as good as the first one? No, <laughs> it is not. Um, but it is. I think it is a, a solid. I was actually thinking of like Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, mm-hmm. where it is basically the same movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it is the same movie. Um, <laughs> and how Evil Dead Two kind of takes a jokier approach to the Evil Dead, and that's the kind of how I feel about these two. Is like it is the same movie, and this is just kind of a bigger joke. Uh, or com- or hu- or humorous take on the first one, and yeah. Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two were amazing. Which one do you prefer? Oh, you fucking asshole! Uh, <laughs> I think Evil Dead One is uh, how that movie got made is incredible, and I think it is the first time I saw it. I thought it was absolutely terrifying. Evil Dead Two is a very different movie, and I don't. I will. I revisit Evil Dead Two more than I watched the first one because it is so goofy and crazy and Bruce yeah. Campbell is so over the top and I love every second of that. Mm-hmm. So while I think Evil Dead 1 is the better of the two movies, I watch Evil Dead 2 more. So I agree with the first part. I don't the second. I, I, what was the second part? I actually watch the first one more than I do the Interesting. second Interesting. Okay. Though I think the second one is more fun. Yes, yeah. but I'm with you. I watched the first one when I was a kid. I was a tyke. I was a wee lad. Mm-hmm. I think I was like 12. That's and it freaked me the hell out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And ever since okay. then, it's it's a movie I've owned the most in physical, different versions of physical media. Oh, interesting. It's, it's the first the DVD I bought. The first oh. Blu-ray I think I bought. Uh, okay. So yeah, I've I think I've owned it like six different times in different I, formats. I can't fault you for that at all. And I think that this is what that this is such. I'm sorry for making your podcast go long. I think <laughs> Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 are some of the exceptions to the upgrade in 1080p and 4K, where since it's mostly practical, mm. like it holds up really well. Practical works. Like there are pro- there's obviously you can see some of the stuff and it's a little too clear in some things, but because everything is practical, you can't see, you know, I think it, I think it holds up in, in those formats as well. I've had that. I've had, I bought that combo 4K disc for one and two, I think, eight months ago, and I have yet to watch it. I've, I've got the uh, the giant box that's got <laughs> Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Ash versus the Army of Darkness complete seasons. Yeah. Uh, maybe Army of Darkness. I don't know. I've got. I've but it's all on 4K, and I think they hold up great. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Well. I because I, I want to participate. My first DVD was yeah. Spider Man. Of course uh, it was. That go no that go two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi, yeah. Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, this I got I, you. I wasn't just sharing it completely <laughs> unrelated. There's a, there's a small small connection there. there no, that's that's so it was good. the first DVD we got as as a family. We bought it with the DVD player at Walmart, and it was the only DVD we owned for about two months. So. So you watched boy, it like nine hundred times. Boy, did my family get tired of me. So I was just like, I gotta watch every bit of special features. And my mom's like, Didn't you already watch this? I'm like, Yeah. So and and yeah. what's your point? Just, um. So when thing. I when I worked at Blockbuster, we I was there when a Knight's Tale came out, the Heath Ledger oh. movie. Um, and so that movie 
was given to us uh, the week, the first week of September 2001. And on that VHS was the original Spider-Man trailer oh. where, where Spider-Man like sticks a helicopter between the twin towers. Mm-hmm. 9-11 happens. And the distribution people are like, you need to send all of those back to us right now. Uh, and one got lost. Nice. I don't know where it went. Good for you. The only, <laughs> thing, the only thing I have like of that is the Strokes album um, that came out when it first, the CD, uh, is this it, the first one? Yeah. When it first came out, they had a song on it called uh, New York City Cops. And okay. then 9-11 happened. Oh. So they recalled them all. And they put a different song on in its place. And I was working at Borders Books and Music at the time. Smooth, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and me and my buddy, we bought those, and yeah, that's fantastic. So yeah. I have that no. original version of it too. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the A Night's Tale on VHS, the first run, had uh, the Spider-Man 9/11 trailer. Well, I guess Spider-Man Twin Towers trailer. We didn't yeah. know 9/11 <laughs> yeah. was going to happen. Whoops. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Last. Last little feature here is our um, special for season three is how many fucks did John Carpenter give about the film he was making? So we, we've been all over the place with with this. I think the last time we had, um, I'm going back, going back to the data here. The last time we had like strong numbers was they live. That was fair. Yeah. That was uh we we gave it straight tens across the board. We were like all in. Yeah. Uh and we we've been we've been around some midpoints since then. Uh I, I can, threw you do ha- can you do half scores on this one? Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes. Um I previously said you can do whatever you want, and that made Chris mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care, whatever number. It's my chart. I'm the one making it. So um Chris. Would you, would you like to go first? How many fucks do you think John Carpenter gave about making this movie? So first, I think we should do a new rating scale because oh. I found this while I was watching one of the special features. And I think this is how how many of these. This is Carpenter himself. Oh, yeah, mama. Yeah. All right. So how many? Oh, yeah, mama. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I think that's a different rating altogether. <laughs> that's one of the, what, what does they say? What are the two things you can say during sex and then have, do something? Yeah. Anyway. It still works. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'm going to go 10. I think that he oh, was really excited to make this. He reunited with Russell, Deborah Hill. Everybody is back together. It's a way for him to kind of stick it to the man again one more time and make the movie he wanted to make. And I, yeah, I'm going to 10 spot. Joe, what do you think? You know, I wasn't sure where people were going to land. So like in my head, I was like, I think you really gave a shit about this movie. And then I was like, I don't think they're going to think that. So I'm also giving it a 10. Like I, I think that he was, Chris, I think you're absolutely right. I think he was all in. He was teamed back up with his buddy. They mm-hmm. were gonna. He was. It was very punk rock to be like, "You're gonna give me how much money? Guess what? I'm gonna fuck this shit up." Yeah. And I can. I'm gonna get to say what I want, and nobody's gonna stop me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think he was all in on yeah. this one for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That is exactly. <laughs> Plus, he was. You know, and I don't. I don't know what the relationship was at this point with Deborah Hill. Uh, because I think he had married Sandy at this point. I think they were married by now or at least together. Um, 
So I, like, I but so. but having but having her having Deborah Hill back on this, yeah, I think is a is another big you know big big deal for him. Yeah, yeah, I I had ten as well. Yeah, we did it. We matched. Um, <laughs> yeah, for every, everything you guys said, he's he's getting the band back together. It's like That's his, exactly it. His besties, and they're they're just gonna have a fucking great time and. If you think it's silly, that's your problem, man. He thinks it's great. So, <laughs> I love it. And it's like, people don't like it. Oh, well. Oh, well, that's their loss. I think it's great. Like, I, yeah. I love that he's just like, yeah, hmm, it's a good movie. Like, good for him. Good for him. I love it. So, tens across the board. Very Sweet. exciting. I love it when we match. Um, I've been doing that a lot lately, too. It's going to really throw me for a loop with this, this chart. <laughs> so, is that thing? We did it. We did, we did the whole, whole outline, guys. We did the whole thing. So thank you, Joe. Oh, thank my gosh. You. I'm so happy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you came back. I, yeah. Nobody's done that before. Two times in one season. <laughs> Nobody's done that before. I, here's the, the this is the thing. You, yeah. If you, if my love of film, as I've said before, is based on the three Johns, right? Carpenter, Landis, and Hughes. Like those three guys are the building block of my love of film. So any chance I get to talk about a John Carpenter movie, a John Hughes movie, I mean, if you guys do a John Hughes or Landis, like, fucking I'm in. Like, I'll be there for every episode because, I mean, like, those two, the seriously, like, those guys are the, the building blocks of my love of film. So getting a chance to talk about a 90s movie, a 90s Carpenter movie that was solid, yeah, I'm, I was in. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will add, I think, respectfully, again, John Landis is a piece of shit and a horrible I, father. Don't disagree at all. <laughs> don't disagree at all. But you cannot deny that first. Uh, he's like Carpenter, right? He's got a run in the 70s and 80s yeah. that are yeah. some fantastic and hilarious movies. No, yeah. And Carpenter didn't kill anybody. But yeah. No, Carpenter didn't right. kill three people. That's true. <laughs> that we know of. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and don't you say a fucking bad word about John Hughes. No, that's fine. He doesn't stop talking about tech. Care people. about okay. murder. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it keep happening? Why is everyone we know dead? <sighs> is, is this part of aging? Is this it? This is it. Yeah. yeah. This is when you hit it. that cross that line where you go to more funerals and weddings. Oh. I'm there, baby. As am I. <laughs> oh, what a great way to end the episode. Yeah. Well, hey, I, I gotta don't, tell don't you, forget if... the don't forget the part in the middle between weddings and funerals, which is second weddings. Oh, that's, that's a great point. Yeah. Oh, I... yeah, mama. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm riding through those right now, and so much better than the first go around. Second I gotta weddings. tell you. Yeah. I don't have to buy anybody presents, and I just get to have a good time. I love it. That's that's dope. Nice. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank uh, you. You're, you're, uh, yes. yes, you're more. I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me oh, on. Remind our lovely audience where they can find even more of you. Yes, uh, you can follow <laughs> me myself on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. I'm also over on Letterbox uh, at the same name. Uh, if you go through my 2023 things that oh. I've seen in 2023, all of the all of the movies that we've done for real spoilers, there's a link uh, inside all of those, so you can just click the link. It'll go to Apple Podcasts and. Uh, nice. Because the exception of the Guardians episodes, because uh, those were so old that we couldn't get them on. So there, there's other anyway. <laughs> there's links to see the to hear those podcasts. Um, you can also follow the show 
uh, at Real Spoilers Real with two E's. Uh, same thing on Facebook. Um, we don't have an Instagram because we're not young and hip. Uh, <laughs> we don't have uh, one either. <laughs> no, good. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and yeah, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get uh, podcasts. We're, we're pretty much everywhere at this point. And YouTube. You can check us out on YouTube. We have a video. Yeah. Our video show is up uh, as well. And uh, you can hit the Patreon. That's me and my buddy Matt. Um, we we turn it into a horror movie podcast, unbeknownst to anybody else on the show, <laughs> when we just started talking about horror movies. And Kevin was like, are you going to talk about anything that's not horror? And Matt and I both were like, nope. Were we, <laughs> we supposed to? Do we so, to? <laughs> yeah, right. So right now we are doing uh, phase one of MCU, since the podcast was not in existence when that came out gotcha. when that happened oh, nice. so we're going Ooh. through that so yeah same deal patreon uh backslash real spoilers and that's where you get real with two e's like a movie real yeah love it that's us awesome uh well you can find our show at screen run on twitter i'm at the lady one chris is at cg scalzo uh you can find our show anywhere the podcasts are oh you can email us uh what is it chris screen run fun, fun at gmail.com yeah. screen run yes. fun at gmail.com because our website is screenrun.fun that's are you serious yeah yep. you know you can oh, do that i did not know you could do that that's I awesome <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah screen run that fun it's amazing that's fun. yeah um so if you're enjoying the show please uh leave us a review leave a rating tell a friend tell your dad tell your dad's neighbor i'm just gonna keep saying it until jim my dad's neighbor mentions that he heard me say his name on the show because i'm gonna know when he's not listening jim this is like three times now you haven't said anything turning my feelings so thank you everyone for listening next episode we will be discussing john carpenter's vampires oh boy <laughs> it's, oh gonna be boy. Great. it's gonna be great john carpenter's not from dusk till dawn <laughs> it's got a bald one it does have yeah you know, Wait, which one? Uh, the one where they put his first name in the smallest possible font, <laughs> but his last name is in the biggest, just so you're like, is it Alec? Who ate Alec? What happened? <laughs> wow. hey. uh, I think it's, let's see. It's Daniel. Billy, right? Daniel? It is, it is Daniel, because Billy and Steven. Yeah, right. Billy but is back. Like those two go together and... <laughs> But right, so, wait, Billy's backdraft, Steven's biodome, yes. and usual suspects. Yes. And yeah, Daniel's the other one. Yeah, he's the other. He is yeah. the he, other he's one. The, he's the one that looks like Alec. Alec overinflated in Alec Baldwin. Yes. Is that in 1996. <laughs> yeah. or 90s, whenever, the, whenever that came out, 97, 98. Yeah, the overinflated Alec Baldwin. Also, Kurt Russell's in backdraft. So there's that. Connective tissue. All there around. it is. That's also a really good. That's a really good movie. All right, Joe. I'd like to. I'd like to hang out now, Joe. You got it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. Thank you. Yeah.